You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Wednesday, February the 9th, 2022. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. An anti-aircraft missile fired from Syria exploded in the air over northern Israel overnight, setting off warning sirens in the town of Um Umulfahum and communities in the northern West Bank, but causing no injuries or damage. Residents of some coastal plain communities reported hearing a loud explosion. The IDF said that the Syrian missile exploded in the air and there was no need for an interception. According to Syrian media reports, the events began around 1 a.m. when the IDF launched an attack on Syrian territory from the air and ground. Syrian air defenses fired at Israeli aircraft. In response to the rocket fire, the IDF said it struck surface-to-air missile targets in Syria, including radar and anti-aircraft batteries. Reports from Damascus said one Syrian soldier was killed, five others were injured, and damage was caused by the Israeli retaliatory strike. A Khan reporter says that Russian military forces stationed in Syria deployed advanced electronic defense systems during last night's strike that was attributed to Israel, causing GPS disruptions in the region. Russia's ambassador in Damascus condemned what he called Israeli attacks in Syria and said that Russian representatives have conveyed this message consistently to their counterparts in western Jerusalem. A day after the resumption of indirect talks in Vienna on salvaging the 2015 nuclear deal, Iran has unveiled a new missile with a range it claims of some 1,450 kilometers According to the Tazim News Agency, the missile developed by Iran's Revolutionary Guards has a high maneuverability and can penetrate air defense systems. The report said it is also three times lighter than similar missiles, and the time needed to ready it for launch is six times less than what is normally required. A representative of Sudan's military leadership is currently visiting Israel to promote ties between the two countries. Reuters quoted a source as saying the envoy arrived in Israel at the beginning of the week. The visit comes several weeks after an Israeli security delegation visited Khartoum. Sudan moved toward normalizing ties with Israel in 2020, though envoys have been reported to have traveled between Israel and Sudan since then. No official pact has yet been signed. Personnel from the Shin Bet and Mossad are to take part in the Justice Ministry probe of the Israel police's alleged illicit use of spyware to hack the phones of public figures, politicians, and social activists. Representatives from the intelligence agencies will join the team headed by the Deputy Attorney General Amit Marari. In deliberations last night on the spyware affair, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett ordered a review into the alleged hacking of phones of 26 individuals named in the Kalkalist report before a final decision is made on what type of broader inquiry committee will be formed to look into the matter. Police said that after their own review, they discovered attempts to hack the phones of only three individuals named, and of those three, only one attempt was successful. The chair of the Knesset Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee, Ram Ben Barak of Yeshatid, told Khan that even if it emerges that there was only one instance of unauthorized use of the spyware, it is a serious shakeup. 
Coronavirus. The R value of transmission continues to drop and currently stands at 0.79. Yesterday, more than 37,500 new cases were diagnosed for a positive test result rate of just over 24%. The number of people hospitalized in serious condition has remained stable at 1,164. 273 people are on ventilators. Since the start of the outbreak in Israel, 9,303 people have died of COVID-19-related causes. Israeli security forces overnight demolished nine residential structures in the illegal outpost of Chomesh in northern Samaria. An unauthorized yeshiva attended by dozens of students has been operating at the site of the former settlement for 15 years. Several families also live there. A fatal shooting attack near the outpost in December spurred efforts by right-wing parties to legalize the status of the yeshiva. And in the south, police evacuated a protest outpost erected by right-wing activists in Rahat in the northern Negev. The activists, accompanied by several right-wing legislators, Itamar Ben-Gvir, Orit Struk, and Shlomo Karai, declared the establishment of a new community in protest over what they called the government abandonment of the Negev to a Bedouin takeover. In a work accident in North Tel Aviv, two workers in their 30s were killed when they fell 40 stories. A con reporter says the accident occurred when the scaffolding they were standing on collapsed. And this announcement, disruptions to train service in the Tel Aviv area are expected this evening and tomorrow due to infrastructure work. A con reporter says travelers are advised to check for updates on the Israel Railway's website and app. The weather outlook colder, rain in the north and center, snow on the Hermon, windy with haze in the south. Rain's picking up tonight. Tomorrow will be much colder with rain spreading to the northern Negev, tapering off toward evening. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 13, Tel Aviv 17, Haifa 15, Beersheba 17, and in Eilat going up to 26 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.